You're so long. What is your current medical status? Aside from a touch of arthritis, I'd say pretty good. Shreddy, Jim! Walk it alone! Fire! Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what went right, what went wrong, and how it could have been better. I really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with special effects and makeup master Steve Neal. We talked Star Trek, the fact that he worked on Planet of the Apes TV series. When he said that, when I listened back, I'm like, oh, maybe he worked on a sequel. Maybe we could change the movie that we're doing. But no, Fright Night, Ghostbusters, <laughs> and so much more. He was great. So if you haven't listened to that yet and you're new here for the first time, make sure you subscribe, follow us on all social media at sequels only and check that out afterwards. But uh, man, for the first time, we're almost at three years in March. We're finally going boldly to where the sequel watching journey has never gone before. And I can't talk about Star Trek six, the undiscovered country without my co-host on the sequel watching journey. Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Doug. How are you doing? I'm doing actually pretty good. Like to be honest, I gotta say we we'll admit it now. And I and I talked about it in the intro for Steve Neal. I don't want to get Trekkies attacking me. I've never seen old ones. I've seen <laughs> a few for when I interviewed Tim Russ. I watched a few Voyager. It was interesting. And for me, the thing that is really neat about this that this is the one that we're covering. It's the last one with that original cast. That really legendary. If you think about how many years they were on TV and really what they set off, like even today, there's so many Star Trek cartoons, series, and there's Trekkies everywhere. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you right now, kind of what you just said, you know, it's come to my attention that our reviews are kind of like good cop, bad cop, right? I, I found out that, you know, through a couple of fans of ours that they feel that you like a lot of the movies, and I'm not a fan of a lot of the movies. And I disagree with that. I think there's a lot of movies that I do like, but I feel that, and I hate to say this, but I think the Trekkies are going to get mad at me today. Oof. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I got the, you know, this, I, I've only seen the first two Star Treks, the original ones, a long time ago, and then I saw the two new ones. Outside of that, I've never seen an episode on TV, I've never seen any other movie, and I'm extremely disappointed after watching this. So we have we, we have a lot to talk. And, and I'll tell you right now, you know, we've had a discussion about geeks and nerds, right? And we're trying to see, like, you know, which is higher on the rank and which which is which. And I think I came to the conclusion that Star Wars fans are geeks and Star Trek fans are nerds. Oh wow! And I and and I break it up like this. I would say Star Trek fans are nerds because. They'll tell you the whole lineage of Spock and, you know, different languages of every single species out there. They know, like, so much detail of every planet. And, you know, they're like a, it's like a science, you know, where Star Wars, they just, like, dress like the characters and they pretend they're, you know, having sword fights and, you know, light, lightsaber fights. And, you know, like, they, I, I think that's where the geek and nerd come in. I don't know if you see it like that. No, I totally agree. And the one thing I do like about Star Trek, I think it's really cool when you look at like, not just this movie, 
the other movies, I'm sure there's big actors that maybe maybe played like Klingons or I don't know any of the other species, so I'm not even gonna pretend. <laughs> uh but like Christopher Plummer, which we'll talk about a lot. But like if you look at the series, yeah, my personal friend, Larry Hankin, he's in it two times. You have like so many actresses and actors that early in their career or after their career blossomed, they were on that. Lisa Wilcox, she had like a, a role in that show. Christian Slater. Christian Slater was in his movie. Oh, dude. I mean, so, I, you know, okay, here's one of my biggest issues. So Star Trek is obviously huge. There's so many movies and TV shows and everything else. Why does the budget look like crap? Okay. Like the special effects. Okay, so the special effects look like crap. The movie looked like it was an episode of the TV show from the 60s or you know that's what it, that that's part of what I hated about it like you know I'm thinking like all right this is you know big movie it's Star Trek you know I mean coming from Star Wars fan base from Star Wars to Empire Strikes Back which was made years before this movie yeah it blows it away special effects wise I'm not even talking about movie itself like this movie looks like Galaxy Quest you know what honestly I agree and there's like this weird I probably can't find the the fact of it but the the thing that's crazy I think the budget was 30 million dollars and just to go to your point, Return of the Jedi was what? 83 or 84, I think. Yep. So this is eight so years later. So almost 10, eight years later. Okay. Yeah. But if you think about it, here's what's crazy. So in order to like save money on the movie, they use a lot like the ship that you saw. It was like things from the first movie, the second movie, the third movie. And they just like made it look better. But in that sense, it made it look I'm saying not made it look better as the movie. I mean, like they made it, they refurbished stuff and they still had a budget of $30 million, which to me is absolutely mind blowing. Well, it's mind blowing, but then don't forget they had all the original actors from their show. So I'm sure they demanded some extra money. So if you take that $30 million and you split it among the, you know, the main actors and everything else, you probably have a $10 million budget That's true. That's for special true. effects, you know? So uh, it just, to me, Again, for such a huge franchise that's done, I'm sure made tons of money. They couldn't put more money into it. Like, I just felt like it was so cheesy that I think part of it is why I couldn't get into it. It would just look bad, you know? You and know it's the th- sixth one, so. Oh, I know. You know what I thought, too? Is just think about 91. It was that weird realm. And I'm, I'm not, like, saying that you shouldn't have realm as in, like, Star Trek is a like realm is that something that they use? Uh, no, I mean in the sense of like you're in that in between of doing practical and CGI. It's like that weird because you had to think what the effects were in this movie. They a few years later, Jurassic Park, Terminator Two, like how I was going to say when did Terminator Two come out? Right, right. Yeah, so I think it was like that. I'm not saying that they didn't use the best effect. It's almost like they tried CGI before CGI was like good because the jelly, when they, we'll talk about it a little bit now, oh. when he, they're shooting the guys and there's jelly that comes out of their body because there's no gravity, it looks like grape jelly. It does. It does. Floating. No, it's, well, listen, the, first of all, the, here, here's another, again, I think all the Trekkies are going to get mad because I'm going to ask a lot of dumb questions that maybe they're going to know. I won't have the answers to, to but I know, I know you won't. But first of all, they all wear the exact same uniform. The exact. Like there's, a, there's, there's, they all wear the same exact uniform. There's tons of people constantly standing around the ship doing nothing. Right. I mean, like, I feel like there's only five people actually working and everybody else is just standing around. 
You know what? I, I there was a Jason takes Manhattan moment in this when later in the movie, which we got to start to get into the movie soon, but <laughs> there was a part later in the movie when they showed all the people and we saw like some side characters that weren't on like the main deck and you saw people working like a cafeteria and I'm like, Holy shit. Okay. There's a lot of people on this shift. They're putting down napkins. They're putting like, they have, yeah. like they're like very fancy. Uh, yeah. Just, I don't know. It just, I couldn't get into it before, <laughs> just before we're going to get started. I promise. One cool thing you talked about the money. Leonard Nimoy, uh, he had something to do with the writing of this the movie, and he was a, a producer on it. So he wanted to help out uh, DeForest Kelly, who plays uh, Leonard McCoy Bones, the doctor. He basically set this guy up for life. You had to think this is early '90s. He paid him a million bucks for the role to make sure that he was taken care of because all these guys were retiring. And one thing was cool. Yeah. One of the actors, I don't have his name in front of me, but uh walter koenig he had a cool script his script was everyone dies except kirk and spock but they didn't want to do that because they thought you never know there maybe could be another one but see see again that to me would have been made a better movie to me the movie was extremely soft like it like again not knowing anything about star trek i'm thinking like you know they're gonna have battles and everything else there really wasn't much battles it was a lot of it was a lot of talky and it just i don't know it it, it was very political and it just seemed like, I don't know. I, I, and you know what the strange thing is? From what I've read, this is like one of the most popular Star, uh, star Treks. It's funny. If you, look at, if you look at all their movies, they're all in the low 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. Like every single one. This one's 82%. And I like on that list, like I know it's not definitive. Well, that's probably because like, I'm going to say probably some of the nerds cracked cracked in there and, uh, you know, like adjusted the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right the racial undertones in this movie like uh uh nichelle nichols who famous for that first mixed kiss on tv right her and shatner back in like the late 60s yep yep she hated the line if you remember the line that i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit when they said guess who's coming to dinner when they talked about the oh. klingons almost yeah, like a racial yep. joke she was supposed to say that line she said no way in hell i'm gonna say that line that's unbelievable. Well, crazy. You know, I do feel I do feel like we have the United Nations on this 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 ship because they they seem to have a nationality like every nationality on there between what is it Zulu? What's his name? Uh, Sulu uh, uh, George Katai. Sulu. Yeah. So you have Sulu, you have Scotty. Who's Scott? Is he Scottish? I would I would Irish? hope so. It would be like really okay. funny as, as a joke if they say Scotty, you Scottish, and he goes from Ireland. All right, so you have him, then you have the doctor who's another, I don't know, is he Czech? <laughs> I don't know what he, Czech? I, <laughs> I, you know, it just, they have a lot of like, uh, you know, so I don't know if that, it was purposely, you know. Well, that's the what years, they did so in the just, 60s was really like, it could have been purposely, but that was like, that could have got you canceled. Like back in the I, 60s to have all of that on one, to be like, I don't want to yeah. see that, you know. Yeah. So it is pretty wild yeah, that they yeah. got away with that then, so to speak. But yeah, oh, so let's get into this movie. So, okay. no, dude, right into the title card, okay. we see like flying through space and co-story. Like I mentioned, the co-story was by Leonard Nimoy, which is pretty cool. And then you have David Warner, ton of stuff. The original Freddy Krueger, but he had something with the makeup or a different role. Kim Cattrall, Kurt Wood Smith. <laughs> oh my god, he looks like a Shih Tzu dog in this movie. <laughs> He looks like a dog. I couldn't look at him. 
Yeah, no, it's you know, I, I mean, when you, I mean, I know you're talking about the credits. I just as I was watching the credits, I started hating the movie because the credits go on for a long time of just seeing stars. And then the credits roll by. Like, there was nothing going on. No ship or anything. No, like, it almost like, the, it was like a cheesy knockoff of Star Wars. Like, Star Wars <laughs> starts off like that, but it has the right, except here they're doing credits instead of the, the story. And I just, I'm already like, all right, I'm, I'm already not digging this. Well, that's the, that's how our society has changed. Like, even watching, like, cartoons of my daughter, the intro to the old cartoons are three minutes long, with just music playing and names. And I'm like get this started already. But no, I totally agree <laughs> with what you mean. And then the first, the first person that we see, we see George Katai. He's a, uh, he's Sulu. He's in charge of his own ship, which is, I don't know if that's because him and Shatner, I don't know what happened in the last movie, the one before, but him and Shatner had a feud. Like, I don't know if it was from the original show, but it's like still to this day. Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's funny. And again, maybe it's something else that kind of ruined it is, I'm so used to like, you know, hearing the the mockery of Takai, you know, oh my, you know, all that, <laughs> or hearing uh, Shatner. And it's like, so when I hear them speak, I'm just thinking of all the people that just made fun of them. Yeah. And like, you know, like, so like that was part of it, like, because, you know, they do have distinctive voices and, you know, catchphrases and everything. And it was, it was hard to separate that from the movie. And I think that's, yeah, no, that was hard. Like hearing some of that, there were some parts that Shatner delivered that we'll get to different scenes. Well, I was like, man, dude, I know he did like this TJ hooker, like Boston public. Like he did a bunch of shows, but I'm like, you know what? This guy, if he didn't do like silly shit, he probably could have been in something really good. Like not saying he could have won an Oscar or anything, but he has chops because there's some parts in this movie. I'm like, man, dude, him and Nimoy, like I guess, could work with each other for you know twenty five years. There, some of their conversations seem like it's really just two people talking. Well, okay, so I never watched T.J. Hooker. Does does he actually talk the same way with the, the, no, the pausing? Like, no, I don't think he always talks like that. No. So that's something he used for Captain Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like very drawn out. It. Yeah. Just oh, very. very I, I couldn't. Like, it's very, you know what it is? It's like very dramatic. Like, yeah. every word is, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then we I'm get like. For your, I'm waiting for your impression. By the way, I'm waiting for your impression of Kirk. Uh, yeah, it'll have to come. So, you can't You can't tell me you're waiting for the impression. And then no, I can't come, you know? No, I'm just saying, I'm expecting it. <laughs> so then he talks about everything working well. We've been. We've been on the ship for three years. It's been perfect. Like, where do these people, I, I wanted to know, like, obviously the Federation is like the United States. There's like their Federation down on earth. And it's like, they're just out there for years. So he was like three years and everything's been great. His coffee shakes, his cups shakes, spills explosion. And then we find out some moon exploded. <laughs> yeah, it it kind of gets right into it. That's not, yeah. you know, but no, I I wonder if is this like, are these movies like a continuation of each other? Like how like say Star Wars is, you know, like if like, does anything happen in here that's happening like number five? Like I don't know if it's like a continuation or is it new stories every time or. Yeah, I would say this one. It seems like it's more. The only thing that carries over is like Kirk's son, which I think you said you saw that one, right? The second one is his son no. really dies in that or no. I, I don't know. I saw it years ago. I don't remember a thing about it. I just remember. I just remember Ricardo Montalban. 
<laughs> but that was like the only callback that I've noticed in it. There's probably other lines they talked about like throughout, but that was like the only callback to a, a previous movie, like talking about his Correct. son, hope for peace with the Klingons, and then he got killed. So that's like the underlying right. theme of this whole movie. Like Kirk is sort of like, he even said it like he didn't like the racial undertones because he was basically racist in this movie against Klingons. Well, you know, he keeps talking about their son, but what about his wife? Does he have a wife? I don't even know. Did he have a wife? Oh, I, I guess know. he must have, right? And, and like he seems to like hook up a lot. I'm assuming he hooks up like in every movie. Like so was was the mother like an alien or like a human? <laughs> or maybe you just buy babies in like a tube or something. <laughs> Actually could be. Because he, he does seem like he definitely is a ladies man. Like he definitely he's like I just feel like he, he has no he has no core like qualms of like hooking up with any kind of species. I don't blame him. I wouldn't. You don't you don't you don't see that? No, I would, would totally no, I would do so the same that, thing. that goes back to the teen Okay, so that so that goes back to the teen wolf thing. So <laughs> you would you would a female wolf, you have no problem? I, I no problem. It's just I gotta be careful with the teeth. Gotta wear like caps on the teeth so it doesn't bite. <laughs> no, but like I yeah. No. <laughs> We'll get into the girl that he kisses later <laughs> in the movie, which that's things bonkers. That whole scene. And that is like a well, legendary you... scene that has been spoofed so many times. So we'll talk about that later. I don't want to like mention it because there's a lot to it. You know, you know who that was though, right? You know who yeah, that was, right? David Bowie's ex. And she was also married to Model. Spencer Haywood, basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So okay. then we cut to, we see like the Golden Gate Bridge in space. And I'm like, all right. This is Earth. Like, I never thought of that. Or they took it and brought it somewhere. And we get, like, all the Star Trek familiar faces, this big meeting. Then they talk about what's happening, the story of the movie. It's because that moon exploded. The Klingons only have, like, 50 years of life left. And now Spock is speaking on the subject. And he's putting the whole crew together to go out there to, like, find this peace. Because of the war, they can't afford to be in war. It's so crazy. Like you said, Talk about political. Like, this is just before, like, Kuwait. Like, 91? Russia, Russia. Well, so, I think it was also Russia. I think well, Cold War Russia. ended in 88. Yeah. So it's like that just before. Okay. But that's what they talked about. It was like the money that yeah. the Klingons can't afford to keep, like, to keep us out, so to speak, or, like, to match our military. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, 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 well, let me ask you this. How far in the future is this movie take place? Well, you have any idea? So I know, I feel like it's in like 20, I feel like it's in like 2200, year 2200. The reason I know this because in a script that me and my buddy wrote, we chose, I chose this random town in Iowa. I don't know how I picked it. I just went in a map, zoomed in. I was like, I want to set this movie in Iowa, Riverside, Iowa. Boom. Randomly, it's the future birthplace of Captain James T. Kirk. They have signs everywhere. And so I think it was, I think it's 2200 or something like that. So it's not that far in the future. And I guess that that could happen, right? I I, uh, I guess. I mean, so you're saying that there's going to be all different kinds of species of monsters that grow gray hair? Well, we won't be around to see, but, but I hope so. No, but but so so monsters also grow the gray hair like, and bald because all the, all the Klingons are bald. Yes. They're all and, bald. And, and they have, and they, and they have hair on the sides. Ugh. Like they have the horseshoe. 
They have the, uh, the Costanza. Horseshoe. They have the Costanza and the Larry David. <laughs> That's the horseshoe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My dad used to call it the cul-de-sac because my dad used to have that. He called it the cul-de-sac. That's awesome. <laughs> so then we have, so okay. I mentioned the, the Kirk and they're sending him out to meet the Klingons. And then how about a random joke thrown in? One of the, uh, Spock says there's an old Vulcan saying is only Nixon can go to China, which was like a thing back in the set, like late 60s. Yeah, he was the first president to go to China in like years. But I'm like, what, what the hell? Why are they mentioning Richard Nixon? They, they they seem to do a couple of like old throwbacks. Yeah. To like news about politics. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm again. I, I, I it wasn't a lot of action in this movie. I feel like this movie, and you said it, was their last movie together. So it, it was almost like the farewell. Like, oh, you know, yeah. it was almost like giving giving everybody a little scene, you know, like for their last time to be on a, you know. So it really wasn't much of a. So you're talking about, oh, that, that, that like this movie is more of a drama than an action. That's 100% yeah, action. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, not, not what I expected. I would say this movie is like, there's, there's different movies within this movie. They're. There, I would say like a, a quarter of it. Like, I'm not going to say that I hated this movie because for me, like it flew. It's not like there were some parts that I was like, oh, they could have probably cut this scene out. But for there were some parts that I actually did sort of enjoy because I did like maybe the special effects and like the wasn't great. But some of the sets are pretty cool. And I do. Again, I mentioned I love the people in this in the costumes because there was an actor that was one of the Klingons and he's been in a million things. I could see his face and I'm like, I know this guy and I would never know his name. He's, but he almost looked like he was in Seinfeld or something. Oh, sure. Hey, well, you, you know, you know, I, again, we, we're going to keep talking about the, what it is. I, I think part of it also for me is that everybody loves, you know, like not everybody, the, the Trekkies all, you know, I, I swear upon Star Trek and they love everyone. So I went in here with high expectations, like really high expectations. Like, Oh, you know, I you know, it must be good. If everybody keeps talking about it, they love it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was such a letdown. Like I just, ah, I will get there. All right, go ahead. Yeah. I just think it was more story. Like it was like, it, it's, it, you know, it's great that we're covering in a Star Trek, but the fact that we're covering the last one, that always the last ones in anything, even in a trilogy, there is some action, but there is mostly it's like closing out a story. I know there's not a lot of action, in this, but what action would there really be? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's is Kirk like a warrior? Like, I mean, first of all, I can't see Shatner as being like an action star. So like that, that to me is also part of like, you know, like, but I'm assuming he in every movie, he's got to fight some kind of bad guy. Right. I I'm mean, sure he does, but it's got to be a lot of ships. In this they're, movie. they're in the they're in the sh- they're in a ship. And they have missiles and rockets. So I was thinking that was most of what they do. <laughs> I don't know. So you so you think most of the Star Trek movies are the battle. Like, there's not too much hand-to-hand action. It's more shooting with the ship's action. Well, I, I'm so sure it's more Shatner. Like top, so it's more Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> <That's, that's, laughs> Shatner's getting okay. hand-to-hand action from the aliens, probably. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you think she was grossed out? I mean, first of all, he was pretty old. I mean, he looked old. I mean, Nimoy looked old. I mean, and she looked pretty good. So do you oh, think she, she was grossed great. out and kissing? Oh, yeah. Probably. So you think she was like, or it was like, oh my god, I'm kissing William Shatner. I don't know, dude. She, dude, she's kissing David Bowie. You think Shatner's really that? You know, come on. So then we get 
So now the first time we see, we have Kim Cattrall, who is a Vulcan, just like Spock, and she has black hair. And then in the, he introduces, Spock introduced, like, she's going to be my protege. She's going to be able to take over, you know, when I retire after this trip. And then when Spock's talking to himself about, like, helping out Klingons, how do I help out wait, Klingons? Wait, 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 You said Spock. That was your Spock or is that Kirk? No, that was my Kirk. I was saying, no, I was talking about Spock before said, and I was saying. No, no, you said Spock was talking to himself. Oh, Kirk was talking. You, to you're really, you're really upsetting the Trekkies by doing that. So, <laughs> but they know by um, the flawless impression they they actually thought uh, Shatner was a guest, but he's not. He's yeah, <laughs> you know, he, I I was questioning that. Like, do people normally talk to themselves out loud like that? I do. Because he, we he, talked about this before. Do? I I do this. Yeah. But so you, uh, you know, I totally forgot. So you, you really have like conversations with yourself. There was another episode we we uh, movie covered that a, an actor did, and you're like, "Who it, really it, does that?" And I'm like, "I do." Okay, so okay, it sounds vaguely familiar. All right, I guess so. So I guess you and William Shatner are the only two people that talk to themselves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the you know the first thing I thought of because his history that we just mentioned, I'm like, this son of a bitch is gonna hook up with Kim Cattrall. That's gonna happen in this movie. I'm like. And at first, I thought it was going to happen right there because she got really close. And... He was hitting on her right off the bat. Yeah. He was hitting on her right off the bat. Yes. So, But, okay. So, Kim Cattrall's character. I have to be honest. I... What... what Her her path in the movie, I, I had to figure it out almost immediately. Like, yeah. it, 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 she did not fit into this role. Just based on... Once you find out there's a mystery going on, I'm like, it's so obvious just because it just, she didn't fit. I feel like her character did not fit with the rest of the characters. Yeah. It's not even that she didn't fit. You just think it's Kim Cattrall. She's already a star at this point. She was already in a bunch before that. You're like, she's got to be a main thing. She's not, not going to be a standby character. You know, she has, to and be you know, it's not going to be one of the older people that have been around. I really her. thought that I was so, like, holy shit. Nah, after see, I they, read, they no, I would, after I read that, the, uh, the one guy's, script was basically killing everyone i'm like dude they're gonna kill themselves off uh walter koenig he's gonna kill himself in a shit wouldn't he make himself be a bad guy too or something yeah but you know what though after watching this i just feel like star trek is very soft you know like i feel oh like my God. I, I feel <laughs> somebody just I pulled I over like... <laughs> somebody just pulled over their car they're loading a, a gun or something or okay. maybe they're using a phaser. The Star Trek fans are probably sitting home playing video games right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I, we can say I, whatever we want right I, now because every Chucky just turned us off. <laughs> they're, they're they're probably like loading their photon guns and getting ready to you know. Dee, 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 you, ever, you ever see that? Did you ever see that Senate Live with John Lovitz? Oh yeah, when yeah, he, he crushed oh. it. Oh my! Oh my goodness! And, and and when you see him, like with his ears flopping, it's Shatner's like, "Get a life, people!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hilarious. So all right. So now I uh, so lost my we, train of thought. No. So then we get. No, we talked about uh, Kim Cattrall and how Spock's Spock. Oh my god, they're gonna hate me. Uh, Kirk <laughs> is flirting with Valerius right away, and then how about <laughs> how about when he's lighting? all those weird candles and then he drinks out of the weirdest cup in the squiggly cup. 
So yeah, I mean, like, so like, Spock is the, into like candles, wine. Like, I mean, like, it just didn't fit. It seemed weird. Like, yeah. it just seemed like I don't know. Isn't Spock an alien? Like, he's not human, right? Because he says something later on that if I was human, I would have done this. So I would. Oh, I have that so line like, written down. Yeah. No, he. Okay, so he's no, not. He's human. like an. No, he's well. Yeah, that is weird. Oh no! Well, that's why he says the line. He says, "If I were human, he's not. He's an alien." Yeah. So, so he's what? He's Vulcan, right? Vul- Vulcan. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep, you got that right. Okay. You're okay, in some cred back. No, well, but that was that yeah, was okay. what I was mentioning. No, bad it, I know about. <laughs> no, it was Spock lighting well, all those candles. Listen, yeah. Th- no, it was. But I show you how how little I know about Star Trek. When they were talking about Klingons the whole movie, I thought that was Spock's people. And that's why he wanted to help them. Because I, I, I forgot he was Vulcan, so I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> I really... I, I Almost throughout the whole movie, I'm thinking like, all right, this is why he wants... Then, then I'm like, well, why does he look so different? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to them, so... You know when, like, Bit, and I'm, I'm sure it was in all the other movies and the shows, how about every time Kirk... You know, I think this is his last trip ever... The captain gets on the bridge. What is everybody just like? It's like working in an office. Like, oh shit, the boss is coming. Everybody pretend to work because that's what everybody did. They all jumped out. They're like, captain on the bridge. Well, again, like I said before, and most of the people don't do anything. They just stand, they're constantly standing around. You know, yeah. they have a couple of people on the computers, and that's it. And there's no seatbelts at all. No, like, no, I mean, they all fly around. They go flying around. So, like, you know, this is in the future. They don't believe in safety. Like, they're literally not one person strapped in in case that there's a there's someone shooting at them. That is really, like, that's such a flaw. Like, why wouldn't they think of that? They're really like the is smartest. Because, they're in the future. They had cars before. There's probably a museum and, with and cars. I'm assuming, I'm assuming the lasers are so powerful, which we notice, that they really, like, can take a whole ship down. And there's one guy that goes flying across the screen. <laughs> When yeah. he gets when he gets hit, <laughs> so and that can't be the first time that's happened. Like you would think, <laughs> after it happens once, they're like, "All right, guys, you know what? We're, we're clearly not safe. We got to we got to you know figure out a way to strap ourselves in." No. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So then Kirk, because uh, they're going to escort the Klingon, the chancellor and his, uh, his people to like the peace meeting. So... Kirk invites him on board for a dinner. They're like, we should invite him on board for a dinner. And dude, David Warner mentioned before, he's in a ton of stuff and him as the Klingon chancellor. And dude, say what you want about this movie. Christopher Plummer is phenomenal in anything he does. Tell me, Captain Kirk, would you be willing to, Give up, Starfleet. Then there's no need to mince words. In space, all warriors are cold warriors. Oh, he's he's amazing. Like he he really is. He 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 gets into the character so much. I do have an issue with his character though, because he has that Asian mustache. Yeah, and his name is Chank. And his name is I Chank. know that 
That is something. So, I mean, you know, like they had like, so he's a, he's an Asian alien <laughs> and it's Christopher Plummer. Like, you know, like, so, I mean, I had a little issue with that, um, but he crushes it. I mean, he, he's such a good, like he can, he can, he can do any role. Yeah. Really. How about, did you notice that he wasn't, he was a Klingon, but he didn't have the Klingon forehead or anything. No, he, he he does have an eye patch that's nailed to his face, though. I love that. That was cool. That was pretty badass. <laughs> I, no, I would just but like what I was going to say is Plummer said, I'll do the role, but I don't want to have the Klingon makeup. So he's pretty much just he's- spray. Yeah. So he's like just spray tan <laughs> with that eye patch and then like that Fu Manchu, like that Asian Fu Manchu. So why didn't they do that for everybody and save money in the budget there? And they could have used it somewhere else. Because <laughs> his, his costume did look pretty good, though. I liked him. No, I everything about his role. How about what he was wearing? He was wearing like a he looked like Mr. T. He was wearing a ton he of did. like gold chains, like gold chain mail or something. It was I loved it. So what was his role? Was he like the the, the heavy? Like he was the heavy. I think he was heavy? like I, I would think he was like the Secretary of Defense or something, because he was talking to Kirk, which obviously Plummer wasn't in the other movies, but he was talking to him. He caught when he greeted him, he said, so great to meet a fellow warrior. I'm like, whoa, but he's also a lawyer. Cause he's a lawyer later on. <laughs> you have a law degree, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jack Ryan's a, an accountant. And then he turns into this international spy okay. murderer guy. But yeah, he is the lawyer. <laughs> that scene. I love Oh my! How about how confused the Klingons are when they're opening the silverware? I I I wrote that down. I go. They look like they've never seen a napkin in their life. Like they were studying the napkin as they were like. Meanwhile, though, they're super clean. So what do they use? Like you're gonna tell me they you know like because if they've never seen a napkin before, what are they using? Because their faces are clean. I know, but how about the fact that not even they didn't know what a napkin was, but they were like shocked when they opened up the setup of the napkin and the silverware was falling on them or just falling on the table. I thought that was just so funny. There was like there was a lot of humor. There was like humor and drama, very little action, but some of the humor I really did laugh. Well, you know what I I think see I think the movie would be better if. That was like the direction they're going in, and I knew that going into the movie, you know, like because because again, it is campy. The movie it, it is very it's very similar to the TV show, I guess look wise. So if I knew it was like, hey, you know, they're gonna throw a lot of zingers out there, and it's like it is a cheesy, you know, kind of movie. I think I would have liked it more, but because yeah. my expectations were a little higher, I think that's what it was. Because yeah, there were funny, but but it was cheesy funny, like it was like silly yeah. stuff throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Well, right after this, how about when the Klingons are... T- wait, wait. Here's the thing that is really confusing, right? Obviously, they know they know English. Like, they know English because they turn on a dime. How about when they're telling jokes to each other in Klingon? They're like, clock, clock, click, 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 click. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and, and then they're laughing, too, as if they understand. Yeah, and they're making faces and eye rolling like all of them. Yohara was doing it the wor- the worst. She was like, "What are these guys?" It was funny, like seeing that they had no clue what was going on. No clue at all, at all. <laughs> How about the conversation? How about <laughs> they're all talking about? I forgot what they were talking about. Oh, they were talking about like parts of history, 
And then Kirk just comes in and the conversation's like over and he goes, Earth, Hitler, 1938. Another throwback. Like, yeah, I know. And then it was, then it was over. The scene was like over right there because he, he recognizes how rude he was like how everybody was being rude towards them. And then he just blames it on the Romulan ale, which is illegal. It is. But what was his excuse? Why he had it? He, he, he said, but when you're at it, like when you're in space or if you're like, what do you say? He said something. I think it was like to- the distance from like the home planet or something like that. Yeah. And it looked like uh hypnotic. It was like, it was like a weird bluish color. <laughs> It was. And, you know, I thought they were going to do an aliens um, thing because someone says in space, nobody he, like they started that line. And then I forget what he what he said. He, he didn't say scre- hear you scream. He said something else. But it, I thought they were going to go like aliens because they, you know, they do. They seem like they do a lot of throwbacks. And I thought they were going to do that. Yeah, that was probably just a bit that they yeah, that they added in there. But then from there, it's over. It got really awkward. Kirk apologized because too much Romulan he ale. Was kind of, he was okay. Kirk is Kirk. Is he normally douchey? Like he seemed like yeah. douchey to most of this movie. And like, is he like that in all the movies? Yeah, he's very like a bigot. Like no, the but whole but, thing. but it wasn't just towards him. He was towards towards Spock. He was douchey. He was like, he was douchey with everybody. Like you know. So I wonder. Like there's definitely animosity between him and Spock. I think that was always a theme in the even the old show. I think there was always something in between them because in the original series, it was like he was scared of having another being like a non-human like work with them kind of like alien kind of and aliens kind of took from that if you think about it like they always had like that ai like uh lance henriksen in aliens and everybody was really leery of that outsider so he was like that outsider with the humans so maybe that's why he had that do you know what do you know how spock joined them like you don't know the, the history of spock they picked him up at a diner. <laughs> he was waiting tables. No, he couldn't afford <laughs> hey, it. Wanted- and he was doing dishes. <laughs> he was hitching. Listen, you know what? I, I, I don't know much about either one of them, but I, I feel that Spock can kick his ass. Ooh. Well, he does have the Vulcan at, death grip. It won't. He's an alien. Look, Kirk looks like a whip. I mean, he really does. I mean, he does get his butt kicked, you know, later on in the prison. Um, but I just feel like Spock... He's definitely the cooler character. And I don't know if Trekkies out there will be mad at that, but I think Spock could kick his ass. I think I think that's probably like a Team Edward team. What's the other guy's name in Twilight? I wouldn't. I, I don't know, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a 50-50 split when it comes to Kirk and Spock. I could see that because each of them has their qualities. Like Spock's like the intelligent one, right? Intelligent, really he, thinks he, about what he he's is, doing. But- but he also seems like a dick. Like, yeah, like Spock seems like he has an attitude also. Like he seems like he's smarter than everybody and he knows it. So he can, can't be bothered with like, you know, these peon humans. Yeah. He's like the guy that drives a Prius and goes to Whole Foods. <laughs> he has his nose in the air all the time. <laughs> Listen, he, he has lit candles and wine. So, uh, you know, I'm not surprised. I don't know if he's a player. He should be. He should be getting some too. I don't think he, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't think any girl's going to go near him. I think he's just too weird. He's weird. <laughs> he's weird. And he also looked like he's 80 years old in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. He's pretty old. 
Yeah. He looked old <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> so then the the next scene from there, Kirk is laying down in bed and Spock wants to talk to him. He like calls him, they're talking. And then at that very same time, there's like an explosion and torpedoes hit the Klingon ship. And then I don't know if it's right away. Do we see that? Yeah. And then we see the two astronauts in like astronaut suits. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, is that normal? Like, should we have known that's from their ship? You know, like, no, no, I, we should have known that now. Okay. Cause I, you sure? Cause later on, there's a couple people wearing the astronaut suits on the ship. Really? I thought, I thought I, there was a scene later no, on. I yes, don't think so. I because so. when they find them, they're like hidden. They're like found them in like a crawl space. Because they're the ones that have the. Where are they going to get it from? They're they're they're. I mean, they said how long were they in space? Well, no, they were just in space. No, that was Sulu that was in for three years. No, they just left. Oh, okay. Right. From that opening okay. scene, so I'm sure. So they went to a thrift store. They went to a thrift store, picked up an astronaut suit. Okay, all right. <laughs> Snuck in their luggage. Okay. But uh, so then that's the scene when they're they're going with the phasers. You see, like the 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 grape jelly come out of the bodies. People are getting shot up. The Chancellor David Warner gets shot. He's like bleeding on the ground. But that's what was pretty cool, like cool. But like the mystery of it. I know you, we talked about it. Like we kind of guessed like who was involved in everything. But it was really interesting when they said, "Oh, but the torpedoes came from our ship." Yes, I mean that was cool. I mean, but like back to the scene when they're shooting everybody. So there's only two astronauts and all these aliens, or what are they called? Wait, what are they called again? Klingon? the Klingons. You're gonna tell me not one Klingon had a gun handy to shoot them? Not one. They weren't ready. It seemed like it happened pretty quick. They should have Wait, somebody not, should be protecting the. Oh, I know, but somebody they should have like the Secret Service for him. Well, I guess oh. that's Chang, which kind of makes sense. Maybe okay. that's why he wasn't ready. Yeah, but still, you get to tell me, like, listen, you're in space. You know that there's creatures everywhere. There's people all over the place. You can tell me you're never, a, like, you, you think Kirk walks around with no gun? He seems like a guy that has a gun with him all the time. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that these two astronauts are able to kill all those Klingons, shoot one guy's arm off. And, and <laughs> yeah, why? So it, it, it shoots people and they don't, like, you know, explode, but somehow it shoots this guy's arm off. <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know, but the the scene before they get on the ship, how about when they're like, oh no, we have no gravity. The gravity got knocked out when they oh. got hit by the missiles. And then they're like floating. And then that's when the astronauts walk in, they shoot both of them. But it kind of makes sense. We can talk about it now, but it seems maybe like Chang, who's a bad guy, he's in on it. And maybe he like put the right people in the positions that didn't have guns, maybe because there was like five guys that survived that, and they were all with them. Like we saw them in the in the end scene in the movie, so maybe he did that. I don't know. Oh, all right, it makes a little bit more sense. It all does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kirk and Bones, which his name is uh, his name's Doctor McCoy, but I love the nickname Bones. They only say it like once in this movie, but I think it's pretty funny. And he's pretty funny, and he has some great lines like coming up. But oh, uh, yeah, they go onto no. the ship and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go to help out," you know. 
And talking about the ball. No, 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 no. Well, they, they, it wasn't so much. I mean, I mean, part of it was to help out, but also part of it was to say it wasn't us because, like you said, it showed that the the torpedoes came from their ship, so they wanted to kind of make peace. So, but it was a combination of both. So the doctor went over there to help out. Kirk was going there to to kind of, you know, fix the situation. Yeah, you're right. No, that's true. So then when they go over there. They see the chancellor like bleeding and the fact that this guy's a doctor of humans and he had the balls to like attempt to save this guy's life. That was pretty much with with, with CPR and mouth to mouth. Oh, my God. He was <laughs> so slamming was... his chest so hard. He was, he was like, well, bang, you know, bang. and and they were worried like they didn't want him to touch him in the first place. And then, you know, because they were like, like they thought they were the ones that caused this whole situation, you know, to begin with. And then he starts punching the, the chancellor in, his, in the chest. So, like, you know, they had to be even more like, what is this guy doing? You know, but, <laughs> would, know. would that be like a vet? Would that be like a veterinarian, uh, you know, working on a human? Yeah. It these al- right. I mean, it's it, these aliens. Like, what does he know? Like about obviously, because obviously, I mean, you find out later on, uh, you know, like. You know their testicles are not in the same spot and everything else. Like so, oh like my God. <laughs> so, so I mean, like so, like what makes him think that he can do this? You know, I mean, like <laughs> first of all, clearly he's not good at the job because he doesn't really do anything. He yeah. makes him alive, alive for like five, like like ten seconds. Yeah, well, long enough for him to say, "Don't let it end this way, Captain." That that's like his last Which, lines. And then he does. Uh, okay, so everybody in the room heard that. So. Clearly, the captain, the chancellor, wasn't mad at them. No, clearly, right? right. Yeah. So, what? what so, right away, they should have like they accuse. They still accuse Kirk and and uh, the doctor of sabotage and everything, but they they heard the chancellor say, you know, like you know, don't let it end like this. So, that should have been enough to say, all right, you know, these guys are innocent. That's true. No, they should have really thought about it. But now, right away, they're under arrest. Spock is in charge of the of the ship now, and then they're trying to figure out like what what happened, you know what what went wrong. Which I thought that was pretty cool because they're like, we didn't fire missiles, and there's none. I checked the inventory, but it's like our ship says that it fired two missiles, which was like, all right. I I have to be honest. Yeah, maybe I w- I was looking down or wasn't paying attention at this part, but did we ever find out how it showed? that the two missiles went without having the two missiles go. Oh, how it went? Well, Scotty says that he, I guess there's some log, but what happened was I think whoever did it, which we find out later in the movie, like the two peons that did it, they somehow were able to like erase the records because it was, it wasn't on there. Like Scotty went in there, he checked the inventory. So they probably were able to replace the torpedoes and the missiles right away. And then also like clear the log. So it wasn't there. Makes sense, right? It seems very. It seems very detailed. <laughs> For do something like that, it seems very detailed, and no one, no one figured it out. That's so. I have to mention this fact now before we get like too deep. We're talking about like Kim Cattrall, wild thing. So Kim Cattrall during the filming of this movie, she participated in a photo shoot on an on the empty Enterprise bridge, where she wore nothing but her Vulcan ears. Nimoy found out and he personally ripped off all the photographs because he feared it would harm the franchise if it ever came out. 
I don't believe it. I need to see it. I need to see it too. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> anybody has those ripped up photos? There's probably some guy that worked on set that day or January. Janitor on his wall. It's just scotch tape. <laughs> scotch. You know, you know, there's some Trekkie nerd who's cutting out a picture of Kim Cattrall, Cattrall's face and putting her on the bridge. <laughs> oh my gosh and then one more fun fact they're trying they're to gonna hate they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna hate they're gonna hate me after this <laughs> they love me. you they love you so <laughs> how about this gorkin chancellor gorkin who played by david warner who just died how about this jack palance was offered that role he turned it down you know what his voice i don't think would fit i don't think i don't think his voice would fit he has a, he has a voice like uh, what's his face from uh, Road Roadhouse? Um, what's what's the guy? The, the Sam Elliott. The, the, yeah, not 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 that they have the same voice, but such a distinctive yeah. voice. Like I don't think I don't think he could have done it. No, it would've been weird. Like hearing that yeah. voice, like even close my eyes, yeah. like yeah, that would have been you can't, his delivery. No, yeah, wouldn't have worked. He's curly. He's curly. You can't you can't get you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's great. So then from there, oh yeah, Kurtwood Smith. We mentioned before, he looks like a Shih Tzu, which you know what? that'll be on uh, our know, website for sure. He he reminds me of, and I know they they look different, but he always reminds me of Michael Ironside. Like they have oh, a similar yeah, kind of- Yeah, they have the same kind of like, it's almost like they don't smile. They don't know how to smile. They don't smile. They play the, like the same type of role, like the villain role. Totally. You know, um, I just, I always see, I mean, I know they're very different, but like, I feel like they're very similar too. Yeah. <laughs> Get all my inside. So he's the president and yeah, he's the president of the United States. which is like, kind of like, cause he said, I, at least at first I didn't know where it was or what it was, but then he said, meet us on earth when he was like talking to, I think he was talking to the Klingon, People, I think he was talking now, to them. Did Robocop come out before this? Right? Probably. Yeah. Robocop, yeah, Robocop okay. was out in 87, 88. Yeah. So it shows you like casting. Like, what made them think that, you know what? Michael Ironside, who plays an awesome bad guy, and, let's make him like the president look like a, like a shih tzu. Well, it's Kerwin like, Smith. Like, now, I, you, now you just offended okay, I, I all yeah, of is, the it's... Michael Ironside fans. <laughs> or Kerwin no, Smith. Why would they be offended? I don't know. I think, they, I think they're very similar. But, like, what makes them think that he would be. Like per- I mean, he did the role well, but like, I, like if you told me he's going to play that role, I'm like, I don't see it. Can I tell you something? So the casting director, when they were looking for people, they weren't looking for people just because they would be a perfect fit. They wanted people that would treat this like the greatest movie that they ever done. And that's why we mentioned the name earlier, Christian Slater, which it was crazy that he was barely in it because he was already in a bunch at this point. He has like one line, like, "Hey, sir, it's time to wake up." I think that's all he says. Uh, yeah, he he was a big Trekkie, and I'm sure Kurtwood Smith, Trekkie plumber, I'm sure he respected it. So there's probably a lot of these people that are in this movie that just want just to be, to be attached. Yeah, be attached to it. No, I can see that. Why not? Well, same thing with Star Wars. I mean, you know, you had like Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper in one one of the movies, just to have you know, just be part of you know the franchise. I could see. I it. didn't know that. But he was know. in a stormtrooper in what? One he was in one, newer ones? one of the one of the newer ones. Yeah, he was one of the in like the dentist scene or something like that when they were going to torture her. Um, he's one of the in the dentist scene. Or, or she's like sitting in a dentist chair or something oh, like that, okay. and that's the first time she uses the force. You seen the movie? It was I've like seen the, it. I don't remember I a dentist scene. 
Well, it wasn't I don't know if she was a dentist. She, she had some cavities. Her, and was... and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what? To me, if you had to choose a franchise, why would Christian Slater pick this? Go to Star Wars. Wow. I'm sure he could have been in there. <laughs> I think his career started going downhill after this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so then we have the chancellor's daughter. She's talking to Kurtwood Smith, uh, the president. And she's like, I want to kill Kurt uh, for killing her dad. And then we have the trial. So that trial scene, dude, how honestly, like put yourself in their shoes. How frightening would that be? Just you're in the cylinder, like a silo and you look up and you see all the, like really Kirk's fear. His son was murdered by a Klingon and it's straight up these creatures all like, ah, <laughs> yeah, but okay. But he, they have a defensive attorney who's a, who's a Klingon. Like they're, 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 they're monsters. Like, I don't think they really care about a fair court system, you know, to have a defensive attorney who he actually was making valid points. I liked you know, him. Like, yeah. So like, and he was getting no, angry he, with the but, judge. No, he was. So like, but I, Again, you're talking about an alien race of monsters. I don't think yeah. they really care. <laughs> That's the judge. That's what he looked like. He looked yeah. like an old yeah. wizard, like Merlin. He did. He lo- it looked oh like a Harry Potter, you know. But <laughs> but yeah, but like I I found I found that kind of like corny that they had the defensive attorney. Oh my. Yeah, well, it was corny, but I think it like made the scene how frustrated he was getting. So you made it think like, oh, they're gonna kill this, kill them. But I had to put in this. In the court. Wait, wait! Scene. You really, you really thought you thought they were going to kill them? <laughs> no, I. Could you imagine? <laughs> Minute fifty, <laughs> they murder Kirk and roll credits. So here's the scene that I thought was pretty, well, pretty funny. So good as to tell me, what is your current medical status? Aside from a touch of arthritis, I'd say pretty good. <laughs> I love everything about just looking at him and everything about this scene is just so funny to me. The way he talks, he looks so evil. You know, I believe that you consumed rather generous amount of Romulan ale in the officer's mess on the night in question. See, the Romulan ale. That's what it was all about. If you think back to it, so that, that was that was it. It was like a it was the setup. So so that KB store walkie-talkie that basically translates even by holding it to your ear, it translates everything, but also translates your voice into their language. Yes, yes. Right? So it translates their language and your voice all at the same time. Yes. <laughs> I just saw a Google commercial for for something like that. Like a Google app that does that in real time. So one thing that when I was talking to Steve, because in order to come up with inventions and ideas, like somebody has to like put that out into the universe. So like just think that's thirty years ago almost to I think this movie came out December fifth, ninety one. So thirty years ago this movie came out. And like thirty years later, we have that technology. But no, it looks so silly just seeing like that. KB toy walkie talkie on his ear. 
Yeah, they could. I think they could. Again, the budget was so small. What, what options did they have? Like, listen, they, they were probably so low on the budget. They're like, let's just go to KB and whatever we can find, we're going to use. And they used it. Yeah. And then Christopher Plummer, whatever he does, is a good lawyer, but he didn't get the he didn't get what he wanted because obviously whoever's in on this isn't the wizard judge, you know, like the Harry Potter <laughs> Dumbledore judge because they give him no death penalty, life in prison on an asteroid. And when they said the asteroid name, the fact that they aired that on TV because the people on the Enterprise were watching it live like it was court TV and they're like, oh no, not that asteroid. <laughs> well, I, I I was wondering that. So how were they watching it live? Like they have like a station, like a, a TV station. They're able to click in and watch. Because I mean, I didn't see any cameras there at all. I didn't either. So how, you know? So does that mean they can they can watch any room anywhere, anytime? Wow. So if they want. No. What do you What do you Jack Burns? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I was a little strange how they were all wa- they were, and they were standing around the TV, like watching it. Like it's a real, like, you know, like a real, like, it was just so stupid. So Klingon stupid. news. Klingons. 24 <laughs> seven. That would, that would have been funny if they had like a newscaster, like a, a Klingon behind a desk. Oh, that would have been breaking hilarious. Breaking news. <laughs> that would, lo- I honestly would have loved that. That would have been so funny. <laughs> So then Spock and the crew are trying to figure out what happened because they want to be able to get Kirk and everybody out of there. And they're trying to figure out who's working with the villains. And they're like, all right, it has to be two of them because of the people with the gravity boots. So that's like movie A, like we talked about earlier. There's like now there's like officially like two movies going on. Well, really three. There's the meeting on Earth. You have four Sulu. Like there's all these different things happening at once. (laughs) <laughs> there okay there's way too many movies because yeah. they all suck <laughs> oh so no <laughs> so say this part uh, now they're on the trail and now it's a whole you know I, I i did again it was cool how they're trying to figure out which one of them was the guilty one yeah um even though they were pretty bad at doing it because they were, they were wrong a few times yeah um but my question does spock ever smile at all like he has such a deadpan straight face the entire movie well they have no emotion i think that's what it is with the vulcan people they don't show emotion at all how do you know that oh. <laughs> i mean that's that's a, that's a something that's i i feel like i tre- I, I feel are you really a trekkie and you don't want to admit it because <laughs> that's pretty deep if that if you know that no it just seems that way because that's why kirk doesn't like him because he's so different so just think with the opposites kirk every expression he does every expression within a minute he does every like anger fear happy sad all within a minute spock boom just like one note so he'd probably be really good at poker he probably great at poker (laughs) he should do stand-up comedy he could be like the stephen wright of the vulcans (laughs) Can you imagine that? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I spilled spot <laughs> remover on my dog and now he's gone. <laughs> Classic. So then when they're on that snowy asteroid, which is crazy, I think they filmed that actually in like Iceland, but 
it was cool that they filmed that on location because some of those, the really far shot later when they're escaping is pretty cool because you see where they're at. But you know, it was really wild looking and I stared at it. I even paused my TV and looked at it. I'm like, dude, that the prosthetics that they had on the dogs to give them those gnarly teeth. That was pretty cool. It was. I mean, I, I feel like they stole the set from Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back. That would that, that look like the same kind of setup, you know. So, yeah, I'm. I wasn't impressed. Oh well, if there was Tauntauns walking around, then maybe then it would. Okay, then maybe. <laughs> Again, it, you know, it, you know, listen. Star Wars did the same kind of set, and look how awesome that set looked. This, yeah. This, the, you know, I don't know. All right. <laughs> but I did like I, I I always love like I'm telling you I love the special effects when it comes to the sense of like the makeup effects and I thought cool it was cool here because you had whoever was doing the the makeup on this movie when he walks into the prison when he finally gets into it when they like open the the like the gate to go down the stairs to get in and dude you see like a green creature you see like this blue one and then you see that really tall monster one that. That's the one that Kirk starts fighting, right? That really tall guy. And you see all these you know who cool that guy, you know, different options. You know who that guy was? No. Who was it? it well, it, okay. So I, I'm trying to think. It's either him or the one that was with – what's her name? Iman? Iman? Uh, yeah. The, the model. Uh, so yeah. remember the big guy in the beginning there? So I, were they, they weren't the same person, right? Or were they – I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Well, one of them, It's either it was either him or the one that he fights – was actually his name is, uh, well, he's known as the brute. I don't, I don't remember his name, but I looked him up. He pl- he was in my, he played a part of Michael Myers in Halloween Four. He was Leatherface in one of the movies, like as a, like one of the one of the Leatherfaces, and he played Jason on uh, Friday the Thirteenth New Beginning in one what? of the parts. So you look him up on IMDb. He was he was in and he does stunts like in other movies, but he's like I think like Michael Myers when he was. You know, maybe falling down. Like he wasn't like the main Michael Myers or main uh, Jason, but he was one of the, all three of them. And uh, you look up his IMDb. Oh my god, he might so have been the guy in part four that got fired. There was a guy in part four when we covered that. He was only in like he was in like four scenes in the movie, and he got fired because of one of like something. But no, that's crazy. Man, oh, we gotta get him on here. Yeah, so look and look how big he is. Like right, like I mean, so it, it would it would fit. That was he. That was, so it was one. I don't know. He was known as the brute. So whatever it could Whoa. be, the guy he was fighting because he was pretty big. All right, I gotta look yeah. that up. That's cool. You so then we up. talked about yeah. Iman or Iman. I don't know. Iman or Mama. Yeah, I don't know. But she was uh, married. Like you talked about David Bowie's axe. And then the one thing I remember her from, even though she was in a bunch of movies at this time, she was in the Michael Jackson's uh, "Remember the Time" video. Oh, yeah. She was the queen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody was and, in you that know, video. You know, Oh, everybody. Eddie Murphy. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's funny, though. Like, you know, she's not an actress, yet she had a bigger part than Christian Slater. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, like, and Christian Slater literally, like you said, had, like, two lines. Here, she was in, like, a good half of the movie. Yeah. No, she really was. Well, I don't know about a half. She was in this scene. She was in that this no, set. And she was in a scene later on. What are you talking about? No, I know, but it wasn't like a lot of the movie. It was definitely a lot more than Christian Slater, but Uh, yeah, whatever. But was it really? Hey, listen, you know what? (laughs) That is true. We gotta talk about. You know what? It was a little weird. I mean, I'll I'll be be honest. Like, I was not expecting that. It was a little. It was a little weird. 
The, oh, the you one like that. is really weird. Oh. No, well, I didn't say I liked it. I just said it was a little oh. weird. What? So when I'm saying it's weird, it means I like it? Yeah, I don't know. You do a like little smirk. You know, a little, you a little smirk there. One of them was very weird. Oh, dude, I got that clip, so don't worry about that. So, <laughs> no, so <All> right. <laughs> then we have like the prison fight club. It's Kirk versus like this. It was a different monster, the the one that he fights, because it had right, like horns. Right. And then he's kicking the crap out of him. And I love that Bones is like, oh, looks like you're making friends. <laughs> like He's like watching his buddy almost pretty much. They're in like the worst prison in the world. It's like Guantanamo Bay, but for like in space. And he's just like kind of like laughing. And then Kirk, like you said, he kicks him in the knees. And that just happens to be where his testicles are. These two are like like a buddy cop movie. Like, oh, like yeah. their scenes, like it was like, you know, they were kind of ripping on each other. And like, I just feel like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, that was funny that he did kick him in the knees. And, and what she says, like, not all, not everybody has their testicles in the same spot. Or something I like thought that, that was so funny. Said. The way she said it too. Not all yeah, people yeah. are like humans, not all creatures like humans. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was funny. But again, this is Captain Kirk. Like Kirk, he's known throughout the, you know, the galaxy or whatever, the universe. And he just, he got his ass kicked. Like, no, no. Does he does he fight? Like, is he like a like known to be a fighter or like? I mean, I've I've seen clips of old Star Trek, and I know he's fight. You know, he's fought other aliens, but he's kind of lame. No, I know it was almost like remind me of like not comparing the movies, but like Jack Burton, how he always gets his ass kicked in oh. uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, that is true. So because in this, yeah, like he, <laughs> no shot. Luckily, his the guys the creature's balls are in his knees. So he was well, 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 okay. So why was his pants ripped open where his balls were? Because <laughs> yeah, you that, saw, you saw like, and first of all, gross. they didn't look like balls. So, uh, yeah. that, that was gross. So why was he? Why was he fighting like that? I mean, if he knew he was going to get in a fight, wouldn't you cover that up? I would think he would wear knee pads. Could you imagine how, how many times of uh, like a day I bumped my knee? Of course, you know, getting up, coffee table, dude. If my nuts were there, I couldn't procreate. So a knee pad would be like a jockstrap for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he puts underwear. Where's his ass? Is his ass on the other side of the kneecap? That'd be weird. So how would he go to the bathroom? He can't sit down. Oh, wait, like, where's his weird. penis? Is the penis right near the testicles? It has to be, right? There was nothing there. It looked like the inside of like a heart. Like the what they yeah. showed, like it was like all like 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 blubber. Like I don't know what it was. Like it was weird. Again, I don't know why they were showing it. Like like why did he not have it covered? It looked <laughs> weird. But yeah, Matt. So if his butt was on the other side of that, how would he go to the bathroom? Because you sitting down, you wouldn't be able to go to the bathroom that way. I guess you have to just like l- put your leg you in the l- toilet, <laughs> <laughs> like hanging over. Maybe they have like little like a little like stirrup. You could put your your leg in and you just hanging over. <laughs> Just a weird thing. Like again, I think that's what we were talking about. This movie's drama and jokes. But okay, so let me. So you're sitting around a table, and you're just saying, "All right, you know what? Let's just do something funny. Let's let's have this guy have his balls in a different place." Would you pick knee as the spot? Like, what do you think of other places? Like first, like I feel like knee wouldn't be like a top choice. No, like it, like it needed. No, it's silly that know. it was there. I guess they wanted to be like. Oh, Kirk's gonna hit him in the spot. That'll be. Yeah, but, I know, but yeah, like, guess... what if his his balls are on his uh, his nose instead, and Kirk <laughs> punches him? Like, I think I think as having it for a nose would be funnier. 
Like, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say knee. I just like, all right. I, I don't know. Or like you Jackman with the that. balls on his chin in movie 43. Right. Like that. No, that, that was an amazing scene. Maybe somebody <laughs> got inspired by that. Maybe they, maybe somebody from movie 43 watched this movie and they're like, Oh dude, we're going to make it like star Trek six. Oh, what are you going to do? Put testicles on his knees? No, his chin. Well, you know what? I think where they got it from is you ever watch family guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So, you know, you, you know, you ever seen the one where Peter had, so his, ch- his chin looks like balls. Yeah. And there's one, there's one cart- episode where he goes, how'd these get here? Yeah. And he takes his, ch- ch- so like, I think that's probably where they got the yeah. movie 43. <laughs> oh man, that's right, There's a long uh, talk about balls. Long talk about balls. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Iman within seconds making out a Kurt. They were like sleeping in their cots came over, started making out with him. And then I wrote, did he write this movie or did he ask Nimoy to put the scene in? And I love Bones's reaction. Come on, man. Which was probably funny because I don't know how much action Bones, Dr. McCoy got in any of these movies, but that was probably put in there like, all right, we've done X amount of episodes, six movies, and you're always kissing chicks. And I'm never, I never am. That, you know, that's made me think that there's been other movies where Bones might have had a shot, but Kurt, you know, took the girl instead. Yeah. Like he, de- Kurt definitely seems like that guy that you know he doesn't care, you know, friend or not, you know, if he has a chance, he's gonna do it. You know, even even taking it away from someone that like Bones probably doesn't get that much action, and when he does finally get a chance, Kirk swoops in. Yeah, Kirk just Mister Steal Your Girl. He comes in, takes the girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So then. So then they're doing, now we cut back to like the Spock and the crew, like trying to solve like the mystery. They find Klingon blood. So they know it has to be somebody on the ship. And then how about when they're looking around and they find a lot, cause they find the gravity boot and in the locker it's labeled Dax. How fun, this another funny, it's kind of funny. It's it just so stupid. Like I mean, no, like, it is. You know, That's like, what I yes. mean. They're silly I, jokes. No, I know, I know. Yeah, silly, very silly. Um, well, how about the fact that they look at their uniforms and again, every uniform in a closet and and in the drawers all look exactly the same. Yeah. Like like so, how do they do laundry and knowing they're getting their right their right clothes back? <laughs> I would hope they have labels or initials. You know how long that would take? Oh, that would suck. I would hate yeah. that. <laughs> So, I mean, don't you think like you would think like, all right, you know, people on level three, you know, they get the the the, the gray suits and the one, you know, <laughs> down below, at least like separated by colors. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy, Walter Koenig, man, I don't have all the names of all the people. I should. Oh, he's uh, Chekhov. That's his character. And he was like, remember the Russian tale, Cinderella? If the shoe fits. And then when the guy walked in, he looks at his feet and they're just like, I don't even know what, it almost looks like a foot got shot with a shotgun and healed. It looked like, I'm going to get you sucker. Like, I'm going to get you sucker. When his foot foot gets blown up, that's what it looked like. And Yeah. yeah, you know what? That was the funniest part in the whole movie. Like, because Spock goes, look down. Or something like that. Like he pointed down. Like what did he say? Did he say look down, or he, or he like yeah. motioned, go look down, yeah. and you see his foot. That, that that was pretty funny. That was that was so stupid. <laughs> so that now Iman is a creature. In the next scene, Iman, Iman Iman. How do you say your name? 
Well, Ayman doesn't sound very flattering I, I, for a woman. I would say uh, Iman sounds Marcia. better. Her name's Marsha. We'll do that. Her name's Marsha. That's real the name life? of the movie. In real life? No. Oh. In the, no. <laughs> Iman <laughs> is her real name. Marsha is her character. We'll do that because okay, I, I don't want to. No, I know, me. but I just, Iman sounds just so unflattering Iman. for a woman. iPod? <laughs> <laughs> so then you have Marsha. She is Marsha Martian. <laughs> That's pretty lazy. They just took the N off. So she is like Mystique. She is Mystique from she is X-Men. Mystique. The same character. Yep. She shapeshifts into this terrifying creature and it was like, hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and and then would it, would, didn't Kirk say something? Like, didn't he have like a joke or something like, uh, what do you, he said something because he hooked up with her. Or yeah, I think, he, said I think he said something and then Bones made a face yeah, at him. Right. Like almost like, uh, dodge the bullet. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what, though? I don't think that would have stopped him. I think if if, if if she came in and changed into the monster right before, I still think he would have done it. <laughs> He's a creep. He's a creep like that. I think Kirk's a creep like that. <laughs> so then they escape pretty easily. They escape too easy. They're, like, doing work, and then they get onto this tunnel, like, onto this cart. They get out of there. And then they're covered in, like, a ton of, a ton of uh, sheets that... Somehow they were able to steal all the stuff and no one noticed. This is like the Alcatraz of prisons and they get out pretty easy. Well, I guess people do escape because we saw that frozen guy dead on the ground, which is pretty cool looking. Yeah, but but don't forget in the beginning. Was that the same guy that in the beginning? In, I, like, I don't think it was because they were. No, I, I don't think it was because that was near like a different entrance. Like it didn't look the same, but seeing that second well, why guy do you have frozen. No, why do you have no clothes? But he had no clothes on. Maybe he thought he could everybody run had out. Clothes. Without clothes on? Well, maybe the horned monster was trying to make him touch, lick his testicles on his knees. Oh. Come on. <laughs> and then Spock, because Spock is so smart, right? He put a tracking device on Kirk's back when he left. So he did the old, like, kick me sign on his back, but with a tracking device. But but he he made it look like he was doing it without Kirk knowing it. But Kirk knew he did it. He did. But it's the way. But the way he did it, he was doing it very sly. They know so, each other like, so well. Know. So he's like, I'm going to pretend to know that you're not doing this to make him I feel better. I, I know he. I know he's doing it. You know, like he's trying to be slick. I'm. I'm not going to say anything. You know. I. <laughs> you know. I don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> Here's another silly scene, but I laughed. How about when Yura is trying to trick the Klingon to pretend that they were Klingon? Remember that? When they were trying to figure out where Kirk and Bones were, oh, and yeah. they were looking through a thesaurus and like a, a English to Klingon dictionary, and she was like, uh, Gorkin, Gorkin. And then they're like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing earlier in the movie when they're doing the jokes at the table. It's so stupid. It's so... Like, are the other movies like this? Like, are are all the other movies <laughs> like have have these? Like, I really wish a Trekkie would tell us. Like, I, I want. I really do want to know. Like, are do they you really want to like? Not really. <laughs> well, at sequels only wherever <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, I'm Let sure when know. we post it, I'm I'm going to be, you know, 
you know, there's certain people are going to say some things. But all right, go ahead. <laughs> so then, Marsha, she kind of admits that, you know, what her plan is. Like, he was like, well, why did you have to come with us? And, dude, well, he no, he punches she, he, her she in the face. Uh, she, yeah. Well, oh, he's all tough now. He couldn't do anything with the big guy, so he punches a woman. <laughs> She's a girl. <laughs> and, and, and he, hit, and he hits her hard. Like, it was a oh, hard dude. punch. She bleeds, right? I think she wipes her face, and then that's yeah. where... She, she she goes flying. Oh. <laughs> that's when things get real weird. Oh, dude. <laughs> this scene is such a famous scene when you really think about it. Like, it's been used and spoofed in so much over the years. So many. So many. Oh. Two would have looked suspicious. Look what she looks like. Oh, green blood. Killed one. Something is beautiful. Ah! <laughs> now that's convincing for both. <laughs> oh my god, the fact that she. <laughs> It'd be great when he was hooking up with her and he, she did that. So he's hooking up with really himself. <laughs> <laughs> Friends are late. They'll be along. I love this. I had to cut it because it was so long, the whole part. But it took you so long. Kill him. He's the one. Not me, you idiot. Him. So, how did he know who was who? Was who? Exactly. How? Because they, they don't. Yeah, I don't. Like, they, they don't. Like, I, I, in, in every situation when they, this happens in every movie. Yeah. Kirk sh- should have said, how'd you know it wasn't me? You know, whatever. And then the guy would explain how he knew. Here, there's no explanation. He just shoots. Yeah, there wasn't that explanation we were going to get from those creatures, but there was going to be something about who was behind all of it. The guy was about to reveal it. It was like the guy was going to reveal it and then kill them. So what would that really have done? Because Spock... Well, we, 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 wait, we've discussed this in every movie. The bad guy always explains the plan before <laughs> you know like before they're gonna kill them and they we said that we said if they stop doing that they'd be way more successful yeah good because the every movie the villain explains the plan right before they think they're gonna die and then they walk away leave the henchmen t- to kill them and they always botch it no i know but it was funny because they're about to tell him and they beam him up spock how could you you, we were gonna. They were gonna tell you go, us. You couldn't wait. You, you couldn't wait two more minutes. Yeah, and then check off like, and, do you want to yeah. go back? He goes no. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Uh, the doctor says hell no, or something like that. Like, he, he says hell the no, and then, he, and then yes. spot, and then that's when Kirk is like, oh, it's cold as hell. <laughs> and then now they found. So this is where I guess we figure out because we've seen the ship. We know how big the ship is, but this is where. We notice that they're like when you really think about it, because now they find the two guys dead. The two people that they know, it's them. They find them dead as soon as we open the door. No, no, yeah, this is where, yeah. But before you get any detail, I forgot. I wrote this down this line, so I thought it was pretty funny. When she turns into Kirk and they're facing each other, he said, "I can't believe I kissed you." (laughs) She says, "It must have been a lifelong ambition." See, that's like kind of making fun of him. So that's like, oh, hundred percent. That's so. That's that was a funny line. That's why I wrote it down. So yeah, because he was so in love with himself. Funny. Just think about when he was Correct. singing uh, 
Rocket Man, and he did like that really silly album and everything. So absolutely, well, but even I mean, I mean, Shatner was in love of himself, but so was you know Captain Kirk was in love of himself. So I thought that was very funny. So that I thought that was a good scene. That's awesome. So, and then this is what we're yeah. talking about, like that Jason takes Manhattan ask, like finding out that there's a million people on this ship when they're talking over like the loudspeaker. I think it's Yohara, and you see all of these people. You see like a ton of people that are on the ship, and you're like, dude, what what's happening? And I love that they reveal the plan in order to catch they yep. go, We found the assassins, they're in the infirmary, they're still alive. And who walks in? Kim Cattrall. And she's bad and she's ready to finish the job. And boom, it was Spock pretending to be one of the assassins. Love that. And then and Kirk was in the other bed. And he pops he pops out <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Like he couldn't give Spock the glory. He had to, he had to, he had to do it also. But it was crazy because she I think again, I don't know if it's true, the emotionless and trying to do right. I guess that's what their people try to do. She took what Kirk, which later in the uh, earlier in the courtroom scene, they played like a recording and it was Kirk yep. when she was spying on him outside of his room. And he was talking about yep. Klingons. Why should we help out our enemy? Why would we do that? So she took that for, I'm sure she had motive before that to do this, but she took yep. it as like factual. No, I, well, you know what? This is this is what right away you you knew that she was she was involved somehow because she's not a character in the other movies. I think she's newly introduced in this movie oh, yeah. as Spock's replacement. Yeah, that was so dumb. Like you know, like you know, if it, I, I'm a, I would assume that if he's going to be replaced by someone, it'd be someone that's you know a character that's been around. You know, so right off the bat, you knew something was funky with that. You know. You always think that whenever his franchises and sequels, and that's our, that's our, uh, that's our wheelhouse. Specialty. That's our that's specialty. specialty. Yes. <laughs> so no, it's always like that when you're like, oh, the new person that's going to be the person. Yeah. Like in Harry Potter, every Harry Potter movie, like the first four, just- whoever the teacher of the dark arts is, <laughs> they're evil. <laughs> like after the yeah. second well, time, or well, I can't believe they did three movies in a row. Three movies in a row. Yep. Insane. But they did twist. They did. They do find that twist with Snape when they they go back and figure out what they Snape's do, been yeah. up to the whole time. That, that was pretty true. cool. Yeah. So then we Spock. Do a Harry Potter movie. We talked. About, yeah. Oh, we got to do a Harry Potter. So then she also reveals that she's working with the Klingons because Spock does this like trick because she won't speak. He like puts his hand on her head and is pulling all this information out of her, and then truly she doesn't know where like this hidden conference is. So that's what they have to be able to find out. So but he's do- pulling the, but he's pulling the information out as like a ventriloquist because he's like his mouth is moving the same as her mouth. Yeah, right. I was, I was like weird. Like it was, it was pretty cool, but like it was just so. Like, does he have any other special powers? You know. Well, he has a Vulcan death grip that he can just go like this, and people. I was hoping to see that. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't show that. I was surprised for the last movie that he wouldn't have used that on somewhere, especially in that final scene. When there's like all that chaos happening, yeah. I really thought that was going to happen. Or like, doesn't he do the the hand thing with the? He didn't do that either. You can do that. You know, it's like very rare that people can do that. It's like a special. I think I think everybody can do it. I don't know. I've never seen anyone that can't do it. All right. If you're if you're well, I guess if you're a Trekkie, you have to be able to do it, right? 
I, I think I'm not a Trekkie. I think it, I think it, no, I know you're not good. a Trekkie, but I bet you if you're like, I love Star Trek and they're like, do it. And they're like, you're out. Oh, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Hand in your, go, go to the, Star go to the Trek Star Wars box. team. We Get don't want you. Out of here. Yeah. Go to Star Wars. Yeah. So then we find out Admiral Cartwright, who I think was in a bunch of the movies in the show and Chang is involved. I knew Chang was bad just by the, 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 oh, the, the nailed in eye patch to his face. Oh, just the way he was like when he first meets Kirk and just the way he looks, you knew, of course you knew he was bad. Like, it's, oh, yeah. you know, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't bad. You yeah. Know? Or that would have been a good twist if he was somehow good, but no, 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 not at all. So then we get Sulu calls to, he calls to help in, help, help out the gang. So I got to tell you the story really quick. So I, I was, you know, I always look for clips for us to use. And uh, so there's a clip of this scene. It's only a minute 15 on YouTube and it's Kirk talking to Sulu and Sulu's calling him, say, we want to offer your help. We're very far away. We don't know if we're going to get there in time. You know, the comment section on YouTube has really funny things. One of the comments was, man, the guy behind him is packing a serious laser. And I'm like, what? So you go through, I'm like watching it. And all these guys are just standing there doing nothing behind him. You don't even see their lower part of their bodies. Then the last shot before the scene's over, the guy standing next to him, he is hung like a mule. (laughs) And because they were tight clothes, it is so bad. I'm like, Holy, how did no one notice this? And like, tell, hey, can we get another guy in here? <laughs> it was John Holmes. John Holmes is like, not really him, but it was a guy that it was so, it was See, ridiculous. only a, a Trekkie would notice that. Because there's no way, I didn't notice it. You didn't notice it when you're watching it. So yeah. like, you know, like only these guys are probably watching the movie a thousand times. They're probably zooming in on it and, you know. <laughs> Zooming in on every crotch shot in the movie. It's like, oh, I thought that was so ridiculous. But no, so he's like, oh, I'm going to help that, you know, and this is what I was talking about, like earlier, when Kirk and Spock are having that conversation in the next scene, trying to figure out like, you know, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to like, you know, save the day? And then at this very same time, the peace meeting, they find out from Sulu that the peace meeting started. So it's already happening. And you know, Kurt, Kurt Wood Smith again. Shih Tzu. This time he's wearing like these Coke bottle glasses too. It's just hilarious. And I love that everyone watching it on the ship is like sweating bullets because they know something is about to happen. It, it doesn't seem like, like this whole scene, again, you've seen in so many movies. I mean, the Naked Gun has done it. You know, like, I mean, like, it just like, it doesn't seem like a Star Trek scene. It just seemed like, uh, like, again, it, it just, I feel like it is through in like each scene, like, each, like you said, four different movies, five different movies. And I feel like they just pieced it together and just gave it one like farewell. Cause it, it just, it, to me, it doesn't, I don't know. It seemed kind of silly, this whole scene. Yeah. And I think you, like you mentioned earlier, the way it was shot, it just reminded you of like an episode of something. That's what it looked like. It That's, looked like Star Trek with, you know, I never watched like any of the Star Trek's only the ones like a few, like a Voyager. And it had that look like it looked like, like you're watching episodes of the show, but that next scene. And then earlier, like they figured out that the ship 
she reveals Kim Cattrall's character reveals like, Hey, it's an invisible ship that can actually fire when it's cloaked. And they're like fire when it's cloaked. How could they do it? How many are there? She's like, it's only one. There's a prototype. And then we find out Chang is in that invisible ship and they fire at the enterprise. And who saves the day? Sulu flies in and not only to fly in to help, like not even to fire at him because they don't know where it's at, just to give them more time. And they start taking shots. Like you said, the one guy flies so far, no seatbelt. He gets he gets launched. He gets launched across the ship. Like I said, not one seatbelt. They're not even hanging. They're not even holding onto the bar. Like nothing. Like they see another ship aimed at them. That they they see the ship about to fire at them. No one like says, "All right, you know what? Let's buckle up. Let's like you know this this could be a bumpy ride." No. They just stand there and wait and watch themselves get shot. And how did they do that? Like they're all sitting still. So they must've had a guy rigged on something to pull. Cause there's no way, unless the guy ran and jumped, it was insane how far he flew, but the damage that the missiles were doing. Well, well, the other thing is like, now they're watching this ship aim at them. How do they know? Like, like on the, on the enterprise, how do they know? Like those, the first bullets were not going to blow the whole ship up. Like they were just waiting around for them to shoot them. Like how no, did they no. know how much damage was going to happen? Like you, they took a huge gamble. Don't no, they, they totally did. Like somebody had to so die. The there sh- was a hole that went through the ship. Like on both so why, ships, why holes they, went through but, it. But don't these ships have shields or anything? They have shields, but I guess maybe this special missiles from this cloaking <laughs> ship. I don't know. <laughs> so so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so then. Uh, so I do love that in order to, which they really talk about this at all, but in order for the missile to actually hit the cloaked ship, Spock and the doc, I love when Spock's like, are you ready to perform some surgery doctor? And oh he goes, my yes. goodness. So they somehow go and just move around wires on this missile in order to get it to find. He says you, you ready to perform surgery. Yeah. Yeah, is what he said. <laughs> but the fact that they did that, and yeah. from that they were able to move the wires and then put it in position in time. But I do love that. I love the Kirk fire. But okay, well, but okay. So they they had they knew this was going to happen in the first. Like they knew this was going to eventually going to happen. Why were they not prepared? Like, don't you think they said, all right, you know what? Now that we got, we figured everything out, we know what's going on. We've got the invisible ship thing. Why don't we go down there and do it before anything happens? So it's all set. Well, I guess like, they probably they didn't wait? expect that ship to come back because they're, what they wanted to do was just at the conference, they were going to, that's where everything was at. So maybe they didn't expect somebody to be trying to get them before they got to the conference. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like the bad guys are always one step ahead of them. Oh, that is true. And I love that. Maybe they're getting, they are getting old. <laughs> they are getting old. Chang and is like kind of like shit talking before that. And then it all changes when you see that red dot go through the sky. And he goes, to be or not to be. And the ship just, dude, it blows. And like that whole room explodes. And then Sulu is like, fire, fire, all torpedoes. And then, dude, they just incinerate the thing. Yeah. So but, why were their bullets more powerful than Chang's? 
maybe when you're cloaked, the missiles can't be as powerful. I don't know. Smaller we need a ship? Star Trek expert. We, I don't know. Because they would be like, well, because they're using a certain kind of, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. gamma rays. And, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Now they definitely do. They're pissed right now. Who, right who do you letter. think would, if, they, if there was like a gang fight between the Star Wars fans, the, the Star Wars geeks, and the Star Trek nerds, who do you think would win? You know what? There's probably some really tough people that are on each side. <laughs> it would be great to have that in a sketch, like uh, like in Anchorman, like when all the news teams are fighting each other. Oh, yeah. It'd be great to have them. Uh, what's man? I'm gonna get people hating me now. What about the one with the with the telephone booth that flies, Doctor? Oh, Doctor Who. Yes, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Doctor Who. I would say like. You you need to get them like Lord of the Ring fans are probably oh, true, also yeah. up there. So yeah, yeah, like Lord of the Ring fans, you got the Star Wars fans. And the, I wonder Star- who would win. I would if it was about. <laughs> <laughs> so It'd then they get then then from there they beam to the conference just in time, and I thought this is so funny. Is this how people would do this? If you save somebody's life, you dove tackled somebody that was about to be shot would your immediate thing would be like jamie new jersey because kirk tackles the president and goes kirk enterprise (laughs) (laughs) and not for nothing why captain kirk later in life he was priceline.com and priceline why the hell was he never the spokesman for enterprise (laughs) rent-a-car you know what that would be amazing that would be that should be easy that would have been real easy. Yeah. Instead of Enterprise, we'll pick you up. It should have been Enterprise, beam me up, and- Scotty, or something. That would be awesome. And, you know, speaking of Scotty, he also seemed angry throughout the whole movie. Because they kept telling him it's, it, it was fired from the ship, and he kept telling you, no, it's not. Like, he was angry yeah. throughout the whole movie. Well, that's his job, so drunk. he probably felt like on his watch that happened. Didn't he kind of look like Captain Kangaroo or, like, Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> No, he did. He did. <laughs> he did. He did look like Captain Kangaroo. He got big. I looked at old photos. I was watching like clips from the oh, Ca- original series. Captain Kangaroo or the Scotty? Uh, Scotty. He was skinnier, and he got a little no, bit bigger. He wasn't skinny. He, he wasn't skinny on the show. Skinnier. I'm saying he's skinnier than he is now. He was. Po- he was probably drunk. <laughs> really drunk. But he saves the day. He's the one who finds the sniper that's lined up. For hours, we see this guy in a before shot when Kirkwood Smith, the president's talking and you have a couple of the Klingons that are in on it, looking up at this like, you know, glass, weird looking thing, like a weird window. They're staring at it. Why didn't he shoot then? I don't understand that. He and, and it was everything was seemed to be like in slow motion, the way he was moving, the way he was setting up the, the gun. We watched him like, put the wait, gun like, together in yeah, slow yeah, motion. It, yeah. it was ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then that's it. You know, Scotty wait, well, shoots him. But wait, so was, did he use, did he have a sniper rifle? It was a sniper rifle, right? The Klingon did. Yeah. It was a regular sniper rifle. Like, wasn't that kind of weird that he had that gun? Well, it was a Klingon. When did he, maybe, when did he ever... maybe they were purposely doing that. So when they, when they found the gun, they could be like, oh, it's gotta be somebody from earth that did this. It wasn't a Klingon. When gun. have you, 
I don't think there's ever been a real gun in any of these Star Treks. They all use photon lasers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> there's no way they have a real gun. <laughs> and then Kirk at the end of the movie had like a Rocky Four-esque speech about bringing people together. You know, if people, you know, I was a, he didn't say bigot, but it was basically like, I thought a certain way and I shouldn't have, and we should be brought together. And then the chancellor's daughter was like, you, Captain Kirk, have really, you know, kept my father's vision alive. And then I thought he was going to make out with her. I was going to say, the last scene should have been like, they walk off together. <laughs> or something, you know, because you, you know that was happening. Oh, yeah, dude. And then I do love the, I, I really think fitting wise. And then the Admiral gets arrested. He's like, arrest those men. It's like, no, arrest yourself, which I guess is kind of cool. But, uh, I, I think it was neat. I don't know how they set up the filming of it, but I really hope the last day on set ever was that final scene. So I thought it was cool. There was like, uh, you heard is like, they want us to dock the ship. They said we're decommissioning it. Wait, you think you you hope that the last scene was the final scene that they shot on set? Movies aren't shot in order. No, I know that, but I mean, for the I mean, a lot of times they are. And, no, they're not. You know, the, the first scene that was ever shot for Face Off was the final scene in the movie. Okay, that's one movie. I'm a sure there's movies other movies. Do that. Okay, and a ton of movies probably filming in order. No, uh, no, Memento nobody films it in order. No, no, how do you know? You asked. The, no. the chances of you having all those sets available that you're filming in perfect order? No, no, no. Do you think Memento, because it's it's showing backwards, if they film it forward, it's really backwards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just hope they did take the time to set it up so that was the final one. So that scene was cool. She was like, oh, we have to go in. And they're like, oh, so this is the last time. I think that was my Scotty. And then I was going to try Russian. Don't know that Oof. too well. But then Spock. They sound exactly the same. <laughs> oh, now we lost so, all of our so, Russian listeners. So so they, so they, this is not the final mission, though. They had, I mean, there's more after this, right? How many Star Trek Well, not with there? them. It's over with them. No, Kirk's in another one. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Which one? He's in the next one. The next one. No, he's the next Cap- one's Patrick, Cap- Patrick Stewart takes over. And, and Kirk's in it. Really? As a cameo, right? Um, I I don't know. I didn't see the movie. I was looking up on just what the next movie. I was wondering wow. if this was the last movie with them. So I think it's called Star Trek Generations or something like that. I think that's the next movie. Okay. And Patrick Stewart takes over, but I believe Kirk. They thought he was dead or something like that, and he's he's back. And it's the first, like it's the last movie of him, but he's in there with him. I don't know if it's a big wow. Role. I didn't know I mean, they were in the movie together. Wow, that's interesting. I, be- I believe they are. I mean, I I got to double check IMDb. Wow. And then wow. Spock's the line you mentioned. When he said, "If I were human, my response would be, go to hell." And then he goes, he looks around. Everybody's like, oh, and he's like, "If I were human, of course." And that's it. That is the end of Star Trek. Six. I think obviously you, you know, in the beginning, what you said, it was fun to talk about because I think looking back now, like when we do this, obviously no matter what, we have fun doing this because this is a blast. But I think the funny parts in the movie were were really kind of funny. But I just think that for me personally, like there was just like 
way too much drama and like not enough like action. There wasn't like too much with that. Well, so, you know, I know you're going to ask, you know, would I recommend this movie? Um, Would you you recommend this movie? I I think, well, here's the thing. So I feel that, number one, because, you know, Star Wars is such in a league of its own, you can't help but to compare the two, right? You know, I mean, the the two biggest space franchises, you just can't, you know, the the most famous ones, it's hard to compare. And there is no comparison. I mean, Star Wars blows this movie out of the way, uh, you know, between just the music alone and the, and the, and the, and the, and the special effects and like the storyline so much better than what Star Trek, you know, has. So I would say if you're a Star Trek fan, I can understand how you can like this movie. It's the last one, you know, it's, you know, you probably, you know, knowing all five stories of all the movies, you, you know, maybe this would make more sense. We saw the other ones, maybe we would like it more. I don't know. I would say if you're a Star Trek fan and you've never seen it, which I doubt, cause they probably own it and watch it every single year. And they probably, you know, <laughs> they probably watch it every month. Um, so, but if, if you are a Star Trek fan and you haven't seen it, absolutely. You watch it. If you're not a Star Trek fan and you've never really seen any of them, I would say no. Cause I, 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 I really did not enjoy the movie. Yes, it had its moments. Um, I don't. It didn't make me want to watch another one. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so you, it sounds like you're not recommending it. I'm not recommending it, basically, because every track you've seen, every one. So yes, I'm not recommend if you if you're not if you not if you've never watched them. I would say you know what the newer ones are m- more entertaining. The brand like the newer ones that that obviously. The special effects, the movie making is, you know, years later, so it looks much better. It's closer to Star Wars. I would watch those. These old ones? No. Not at all. <laughs> so, no. again, I think the thing that would have made this like an easy, I would say, because this is like the Beatles, like the last time the Beatles play, like on the rooftop in, you know, in London. It, it is a cool thing. I think that even though I didn't watch the series, like to have that real sentimental, you like felt it while you were watching it, that not like they were soaking up the, the, the moments, the thing that would have made this movie, I think a lot better for, I think both of us to enjoy if the mystery of who it was, wasn't something we guessed right away. Like Kim Cattrall stuck out like a sore thumb because she was a brand new character in a role like that. Now she was like the president, like Kurtwood Smith at the time was just as really just as big as a star. Kim Cattrall was in like police Academy mannequin. There was other movies too, but if she had a role like that, like it's not like I ever thought Kurtwood Smith was going to be the bad because he was in a role that really couldn't have been involved because he wasn't there. So that would have made it a lot easier, I think, for both of us. But now there's funny lines. So would, would you recommend it? Oh, definitely. No, I definitely would because oh. there's things in this movie that are like the the gag of who's he? Shoot him, not me. So you so for the five for the five silly scenes to sit through an almost two hour movie, you would recommend it for five silly scenes that you could easily look up on YouTube. So okay, let me ask you this: Is this did this movie make you want to watch the other ones? <laughs> so okay, so so I <laughs> so not saying I wouldn't watch the other ones, but it's funny. Like when I looked at that list and like the synopsis and Rotten Tomatoes, like it's funny. Like the fourth one is kind of like Escape from Planet of the Apes. They're like in present day, like. I swear in a scene, they're in doctor scrubs in a photo 
One of them has Abraham Lincoln in the movie. Okay, so, so that has to be a, again silly comedy kind of you know like you know you know what I I think another problem in this movie and you know again there is a cheesy factor to to Star Trek, um, but I think like you know you hear about all these characters and and the franchise and everything else and I feel like the characters really did nothing throughout the whole movie. You no. know Spock. Right. You know, there's nothing about Spock. There's nothing. Kirk really didn't do anything. Like, I think maybe if you saw, like, maybe, maybe this, I mean, I, you know, the Wrath of Khan is always known as, a, like, the, one of the best ones. And I don't remember it as much, but maybe there's, they do more, you know, to see more from Kirk. And, like, I just feel like the characters really did nothing. Like, so, like, it was a very flat movie, and I feel like there wasn't much going on. So, for someone that's not a Trekkie and never seen the other ones, it's like boring. It's like, you know, they were like no likable characters. Like nothing really was going on except for a couple of silly scenes. Yeah. And it's probably cause it's the last one. Everybody had like equal time, equal lines. It seems. Well, they're also old. So, you know, there was, you know, so they couldn't do much. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, I, so I don't that... think they even had makeup. They, they, they looked, they looked apart. You know, they didn't need makeup. Oh man, but we we did it. We did our first Star Trek. So like you said, <clears throat> we had to do Harry Potter, the Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. That's, 2022 is going to be huge for us, but the year is not over yet. And if you remember the next sequel that we're going to be covering, we covered a boxing movie already. Unfortunately, it was Team Wolf 2. Fun movie to talk about. Not the first boxing movie that we wanted to cover sequel wise. So we're going to try to write that wrong by diving into the Rocky franchise for the first time. Not two, not three, not four. Rocky five. The one where Rocky loses all his money because he had a crooked accountant and his voice reverts back to Rocky two. He turns back into Rocky two. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really consider this a Rocky. Oh, we'll talk about that. We will, but it's funny. Money equals better speech. That's really what this franchise really, it's so funny. And for, for this, I was lucky enough to interview cinematographer, Steven poster, Throughout his career, Steven worked in cinematography and camera operator, which had him work on everything. You look at his IMDb, he worked at a Gallagher friggin' comedy special. Just his, uh, I think his girlfriend at the time or his wife at the time was a production manager for it. So he was like, oh, I'll operate a camera for it. So he worked on that. That'd be awesome. Strange Brew, Blade Runner, Big Top Pee Wee, Rocky Five, Basketball, Donnie Darko, and even Madonna's Like a Prayer music video. We could have done Big Top Pee Wee. Oof. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, Rocky Five, man. No. You gotta go I'm Rocky. excited. You gotta it was a great Rocky. chat. So, yeah. So, don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast, and don't forget to follow us on all social media at Sequels Only, and don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night.